0: Welcome to your daily missed motivational, inspirational success tips. This is J.J. Burden. Congratulations to those who are hanging tough, meaning that you've listened to part one, you listened to part two, and you're ready for part three. So let's end this series as I'm sharing with you a personal example of when I had to show a high degree of perseverance that led to some pretty amazing things. To again, to remind you that, I'm speaking from personal experience, <laughs> I don't teach coach share on anything if I cannot have freeness of speech. And to empower you, to motivate you, to inspire you to push through those moments as well. So I left off yesterday talking about the Cleveland Browns. I went through training camp, not 100%. I'm about 75, 80%, still recovering from my my ACL and MCL tear the year before but I have a really good camp, but I'm one of the guys they cut. So I'm one of the last guys they cut. Yes. Would you be de- dejected? Absolutely. Would you be disappointed? You bet. Would you think that it's not fair? Yes. Because they knew I wasn't hundred percent, but they still cut me. But you know what happened immediately? I received call a call from the Kansas city chiefs. My agent calls me up and says, Hey, the Kansas city chiefs are on the phone. They wanna bring you in and they'd like to sign you to the team. That's awesome. So I fly out to the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you go out to an NFL team, you have to work out for them first. You also have to do a physical. They wanna make sure you are healthy because you're like a product. They're buying a product and they wanna make sure it's not defective. Head coach Marty Schottenheimer at the time is the Kansas City Chiefs head coach. Marty was the coach who drafted me in Cleveland, so he's very familiar with me, so I'm not surprised that he's interested in me. So I pass the physical, and I have a great workout for the Chiefs. Marty loves what he sees. The wide receiver coach, Al Saunders, is very impressed. So after the workout, Marty Schottenhammer calls me into his office, and he said, we'd like to put you on the practice squad. Now, for those who aren't familiar with this, every NFL team has a practice squad, meaning that there's about six to 10 players who are there to practice. They're there to practice every day, to get better, to help the team. But at some point, a practice player becomes an active player. So at some point, you're going to be on the active roster and be able to play. And that's where the Chiefs wanted to put me. So while we're having this conversation, though, my agent interrupts and he says, wait, The Detroit Lions called, and they want to put you on the active roster. So they want to play me on Sunday, and everybody wants to be on the active roster. You make more money. You're playing in the game. And so while this is taking place, the head coach, Marty Schottenhammer, says, okay, totally understand, because we're not ready to activate you. So you go to Detroit. You get on their active roster. But then he says, if they try to put you on their practice squad, promise you'll come back and be on my practice squad. And I said, you got a deal. Because I would rather be on the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad because, once again, Marty's familiar with me. So I fly out to Detroit to have the physical, work out for them, and sign to their team so I can play on Sunday. Well, first, again, you got to go through a physical. And I've got a little swelling in my knee from the previous workout I had with the Chiefs because I'm not 100% yet. So, because of the swelling, the Detroit Lions doctor flunks me on the physical. Yeah, he flunks me on the physical. I'm not too disappointed because you know what? Now the Green Bay Packers are on the phone and they're like, we'll take them. So now I fly to Green Bay because they want to sign me and put me on their active roster. But by the time I get there, they've heard that I flunk the Detroit Lions physical. So no NFL team is going to pass you on a physical if you've already flunked another team's physical. And they look at my knee, and they're like, nope. So they flunk me on the physical. But I'm like, that's okay. The Kansas City Chiefs, remember, they still want to put me on their practice squad. So I now fly back to Kansas City to sign with the Chiefs to be on their practice squad. But by this time, they've heard I flunked the Detroit Lions physical. I flunked the Green Bay Packers physical. So what did they do? They flunked me on the physical. So think about this. This took place over a five-day period. Over a five-day period, I basically was rejected by four NFL teams. Think about your worst week where everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong back to back to back. Again, How do you typically respond when you have these moments in your personal life, in your business life? What do you do? Do you quit? Do you throw in a towel? Do you make excuses? Do you point the finger at someone else, the blame game? Or do you roll up your sleeves and you go back to work? And that's what I did. I went back to work. I went back to work because I knew the problem was my knee. I needed to get it 100% healthy. I'll go back home. i continue to train. A couple weeks later, I get a call from the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys bring me in. It's Jimmy Johnson's first year. They put me on the practice squad. And Jimmy's like, at some point, you're going to play this year. So I practice with the Cowboys all season. I work on my knee. I get it 100%. It is a lot stronger. But the season goes by, and I never play in a game. And when the season's over, Jimmy Johnson says, kid, I don't think the NFL is right for you, so we're not going to sign you back. Now, I don't know how many of you remember how bad the Dallas Cowboys were in 1989. If not, Google them. We were horrible. We were 1-15. It was Troy Aikman's rookie year. Emmitt Smith wasn't there yet. Michael Irving has had his own knee injury he was recovering from. We were horrible. I was like, I'm out of here. You guys are never winning the Super Bowl. I don't even want to be here anyway. I leave and the Cowboys go on to win three Super Bowls. But anyway, again, it's another Fasco moment. It's another obstacle. It's another setback. It's another challenge I have to deal with. How to respond? I go back to work. I work out. I get focused on that knee. And let me tell you, my knee is 100% plus. I'm doing track workouts. At this moment, I am as fast as i ever been. Before the knee injury, I ran like a 4.39, 4.36, 4.37 into 40. Post-knee injury, I'm running like a 4.33. I actually got faster. And I have about five different teams that are interested in me, but I signed with the Kansas City Chiefs because I felt they would still give me the most... The fairest opportunity, because they didn't have any fast receivers, and I had speed. Needless to say, I signed with them. I have a great offseason. I have a great training camp. I'm doing everything you're supposed to do and more. It's clearly evident I am going to make the team. And guess what? In a training camp, guess who gets cut? Yours truly. I get cut. And let me tell you, it was not fair. There was guys that outperformed, but as the head coach said, this guy was drafted, this guy makes more money than you, he has to make the team, or they have to make the team. But he tells me, I promise you this, I'm going to get you back on this roster, because you deserve to be on this team. Hang tight for two weeks, it's going to happen. So I go home, and I have to share this news with my new wife of three months. Rain and I had just got married three months prior to we find out we have a honeymoon baby along the way and we don't have very much money. Those first two years, I didn't make very much money in the NFL. So we're kind of surviving off of what I earn and the funds are getting low. I remember we got to the point where we just paid all of our bills. Two weeks later, I had about $250 in my bank account and I start panicking big time. Two weeks go by and the Chiefs haven't signed me yet. So I called the head coach, Marty Schottenheimer, said, Marty, it's two weeks and you guys haven't signed me. At this point, there's other teams calling me that want to sign me but I gave the Chiefs my word. I said, Marty, I don't I, I don't have very much money. I got $250 in my account. My wife is pregnant and I need a job and I got teams calling. Marty says, hey, come to my office. So I drive to the Arrowhead Stadium to Marty Schottenheimer's office. He calls me into his office. He says, hey, come here. He whips, whips out his wallet. He takes out Two $100 bills. And he says, will this get you through the weekend? I go, yes. He goes, take your wife out for dinner. I go back home. I do that. I take my wife out. We get through the weekend. The Chiefs play the Cleveland Browns, I believe, ironically. They end up cutting a veteran wide receiver. They sign me the next day. And the rest is history. I go on to play for nine years. Many of you probably did not know that story. You see the highlights. What's that saying? You see the glory, but you don't know the story. Think about what I just shared with you over the last three days. I played nine years, but it took me really three, four years to really get to that point to solidify my NFL career. Now, you heard the story. Did I have any failures? Did I deal with any adversities? Were there any setbacks? Were there any challenges? Were there any obstacles? But you saw what I did. I persevered. I pushed through every one of those moments. And think about the five tips I shared to build your perseverance. Have a growth mindset. Mindset is everything. These moments are tough. You've got to have a strong growth mindset. Growth mindset means you realize that you can get better. You can improve. You can, you know, grow from the experience. You can continue to put in the work and enhance your abilities. I set goals. Each time there was a goal. The goal to get healthy. The goal to run faster. The goal to make the team. The goal to understand the offense. The goal, goal. There was always a goal and a target I was aiming for. That's why you've got to have something you are shooting for. Having a target. Something that you can track. You can measure That you can focus on not having a goal during these times. It's like taking a bow and arrow and aiming at nothing. No target, no bullseye, just aiming it at air. That doesn't help you. And the third one is I practice self-discipline. Let me tell you, throughout that period, I had to show a high amount of self-discipline. One of my podcasts or two, I can't remember. I've got so many now. I talk about discipline. And I shared that discipline, that definition of discipline that I have. Discipline is the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it while no one is watching. (laughs) I had to do that throughout the three years, pushing myself on my own, doing the things I need to do on my own. Because you're going to have those mental gymnastics. You're going to go through those times where you're just flipping back and forth. This is hard. I wanna quit. I wanna give up. I should do something else. This is stupid. I'm wasting my time. No, you can do it. You're getting stronger. You're getting better. The opportunity is right there. We just have to push through it. You're gonna go through those mental gymnastics, and it's the discipline that keeps you going. You know, motivation is great, motivation can move you in a direction. But it's the discipline that keeps you going no matter what. And part of that is really embracing the failures. That was number four. You got to embrace the failures. But embrace the failures as some of your greatest mentoring moments. That's why I said yesterday, ask yourself, why did this happen to me? What can I learn from it? How can I turn this into an opportunity? That's what failures, when you embrace those and learn from them, they should make you better. They should make you stronger. They should make you more focused. And that's why the fifth point was important about surrounding yourself with supportive people. You got to have a great community. You got to have the right people around you because there's times when you're going to need them to encourage you, to lift you up, to pour that belief into you when you don't have it. So there you go, the power of perseverance. So I really want you to think about what I've shared this week. No matter the obstacle, no matter the failure, no matter the adversity, no matter the setback, no matter the challenge, no matter what it is, in your personal life, in your family life, in your business life, in your athletic life, whatever life, you can apply this success tip anywhere. So I do appreciate you listening. This is actually the longest daily miss i've ever done i think is this 14 minutes because usually they're anywhere from 30 seconds to two three four minutes but i want to give you the whole story so you could dissect it meditate on it and then apply it like always like share comment and i'll see you on the next episode